Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. It is 11.34. Welcome back in the zone. Kevin Kelly joining us here in the studio. Thanks to Bowen Heffley Orthopedics. We appreciate them and appreciate Coach. And Wes Moore is here because that's what we pay him for. And the Wizard is here to uh, regale us with his knowledge. And I'm not sure here. I'm here just to push buttons mostly. Michael Felder's here also to talk a little bit about college football, and we appreciate him. Michael, welcome back. How are you today? Man, I am. I literally, once we're off this, I'm hopping in an Uber to go to the studio to shoot a show, and then I'm back to this to my hotel room. I'm in Chicago again. Oh, no. They got me back here. <laughs> what are you doing there? Shoot another show for Bleacher Report. Oh, man. And then you, are you getting to go, are you going back to North Carolina after that? Yeah, I, I fly on for, well, hopefully. You see what's coming down the pipe, man. I do. Woo. That's not good. We've got to no. get you out of there safely. When are you supposed to get out of there? Tomorrow morning. Good luck, buddy. We're going to say a prayer uh, for I you. wouldn't want to get stuck in Chicago for Christmas. No. Snowmageddon's coming, though. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, are you making something non-traditional for Christmas, or are you kind of going traditional route? I mean, does prime rib or a rib roast mm. count as traditional? Yes, I think so. For that, Actually, I was telling yeah, Wes, that's so what I'm thinking about doing. We're going to do that. We're going to do mashed potatoes. You know, it's. I'm going to make. I'm probably going to make a red velvet cake. Mm-hmm. Um, I got this new cooker though. It's a fire pit that doubles as an open fire cooker. Yeah, I've been so seeing those. Do the uh, rib roast on that. Say what? I've been seeing those. Yeah, I love it. Have you seen these? No. They've it's got awesome. like a rim around the inside, and then you like can sear steaks on them. You can cook steaks on them, and then you can do all kinds yep. of different stuff. It's basically just a big open flame grill, and yeah, huh. they've got the flat, yep. basically like flat iron. It's like the flat iron concept. It's like cooking on a campfire. Kinda, yeah. Yeah, like cooking on a campfire. It's got it's it's got a grate on the top that swings in or swings out. I've got that. You can make it direct. You can make it indirect. And I'm gonna do the the rib roast on that. So mm. I'm very excited. Yeah, let me know how that goes. That's interesting. Why can't I ever come up with I'll anything do. like that? Because mm. you're not a chef and you're a peanut butter and jelly guy. Michael's a chef. Just the invention, the creativity mm. to invent and go. Everybody's gonna love this, and everybody mm. will probably because you put all your molecules towards football innovation. <sighs> so you know. For what that's worth. Anyway, Michael, let's talk about. Uh, I, I made a proposal to Wes and he poo pooed it because it's contrarian, but he couldn't really make a good case against it. I think this today should be National Signing Day and the February period should be called um, the late period as opposed to this being called the early period and then February being called Signing Day. What do you think? I'm, I'm totally cool with that. I think you're 100% correct, especially with the aggressiveness that we're seeing in the transfer portal. So, what we're watching right now are high school kids. Not just competing with other high school kids for spots at schools, but also competing with current college players for spots at schools because the coaches need to get somebody that can get them in there to win right now. So this is a very, it's a hard time, and there's a lot of pressure. I don't think a lot of folks understand like the stress and the the stretch and the stress that's being put on these high school kids because you know, hey, guess what? If you pick up a guy from the portal that plays wide receiver, maybe you don't need a wide receiver in that class right. or in that cycle. You can, get wait, you can wait a year. It's going to be really interesting. I think the most interesting element, the two most interesting elements here that we're seeing, although I will say Oregon is having a big day, the two most interesting elements are Dion at Colorado and then um, Mateo Uyangalele, uh, who's a five-star defensive end, and watching what he does because his brother is in the portal. He went to Oregon. He did? Yeah. I just saw that. Which I, 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 like I still is. think it's interesting because what's going to happen there? Like, does DJ go there too? They can have he, a quarterback opening. Okay. But can he can he fill the bill? That's the question. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, we're we're very much. You know, it's interesting. I was going to say too to follow up on your comment, Michael. Is I was talking to a college former college coach yesterday, and he we were talking about high school kids and high school kids kind of getting hosed, which is what you're alluding to. Mm-hmm. The other thing I've had constant conversations with is, is, is coaches is about JUCO kids, and the JUCO obviously used yeah. to be a, a great place for them yep. to find talent, and because of the portal, a lot of those guys are getting lost in the shuffle too. It's hard, but there's there's so many moving pieces now, and I just think that. I, listen, I'm not. I, I'm not feeling bad for these guys. They get paid a lot of money to do this stuff, so I, I don't, I'm not upset. But what I am saying is that there are a lot of ducks that you have to get in a row. Because remember, it used to just be high school JUCO. Then we have now we have early high school JUCO transfer. Then late high school, we saw what's his name, the kid that was committed to Miami, who is now taking that commitment back, Cormani McCain or McLean. He he said, hey. I'm a, he, I think he's going to visit Colorado. He said, I'm not signing today. How, so this is going to be really interesting. And the other yeah. part is there's not a lot of kids that are in that position in terms of players who can say, give me some time, give me some space. Most of these guys that sign, they're, you know, they're, 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 they're three stars and they're two stars and they're guys that want to play football somewhere and they're hunting for a spot. They don't get to wait. And I think that's the part where this early signing period really kind of has them, you know, by the, 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 the you know, well, you know, you know yeah. what I was, was going to say, and I'm not going to – I won't say. Some hair. And, yeah, I got you. Uh, how is Dion's first class coming together in a short period of time? They have flipped, uh, I believe, a guy from Notre Dame and someone from Oregon. So they're just slowly building. And I think the thing that's going to be really interesting is if they're able to – they only have 15 kids currently. But I think the thing that's going to be interesting, and 12 of them are already in. They got Dylan Edwards um, – uh, Morgan Pearson, I think the part that's going to be interesting is if they can get kids to wait. If they can convince kids to wait and get them to take that visit, that's going to be the part that's very interesting. And what Dion's doing, and I'd love to get Cousins thoughts on this, Dion coming in and letting those kids know, go ahead and jump in the portal because I'm going to get better players. How do you feel about that? Dude, I like honesty. And I think coaches need to be honest with players, especially in a situation like that. I'm 100% with you. They need to be honest because then the player's going to be disappointed that stays and could have gone and you got to deal with them all year. If you're if you're not honest with them, mm-hmm. you got to deal with them not getting to play as much when you get that other kid in that's better. And then the kid wishes he'd have gone a year earlier. He's wasted another year of eligibility and you've had to fight with him as a coach. So I like the honesty. And Dion's one of the, like you said, the kid from Miami is one of the few that, that had committed to Miami is one of the few that can say, you know what, I'm going to wait and, and, and sign tomorrow. Dion's one of the few coaches that can walk in and be bluntly honest with them because he knows he's going to get some other guys just because, if nothing else, his name is contacts. Yep. I just, it's, it's going to be really interesting to see how this shakes out. And obviously, I'm watching the big thing for me that I'm looking for. And I don't know if you guys are rivals guys or Super 7 guys or whatever. I'm looking for green tech because there's a humongous difference between having a school logo next to your name and having that green check. That green check means you put your name on the line. That logo means you just said that you're going to go to school there, and those are two completely different things. And it's a completely different thing from a I'm committed, but I'm still going to look elsewhere. But it's also a completely different thing from I'm committed, but I can get into this school. Those are two completely – those are three completely different things. You get that check on there, that means you're already in the school. You're through clearinghouse, you're ready to rock and roll. You don't have a green check. It means either you're waiting on grades, which we've seen multiple times through the years. We've seen guys have to go through – multiple times to try to get a class in the summer so they can try to get into the school that they want to go to. Or we've seen guys 
ultimately end up, nope, not here, not here, I'm going here. So that's good. That's the part that I'm looking for on Saturday. That's the part I hope that listeners realize when you go and look at this, you've got to make sure that these guys are signed, not just committed. Since the last time we talked to you, Arkansas has made a lot of moves. Barry Odom left, yeah. went to UNLV. They hired Travis Williams as their defensive coordinator. And Morgan Turner uh, as a tight ends coach uh, coming from Stanford. What do you think about these moves? Good moves. Listen, I, obviously the Barry Odom one was like, wow. Like that was, that was a, to me, that was a, not, it wasn't rough. It was, it was rough for Arkansas to have to find somebody later in the game like that. Uh, Turner, I think, is going to be pretty good. I, I, I like the I, I like what they're doing from one from a recruiting standpoint, but two from a program building standpoint. They even though even with transition, they're still creating a sense of stability, and I think that's the part that is going to make a lot of these players happy. And as you watch that transition, it's not guys job hopping just for the sake of job hopping. Guys are getting promotions. Like it's, there's a difference between being a defensive coordinator and being a head coach. So it's, I understand leaving there, and so this is going to be. Um, I think this is going to be a really important class for Pittman because they have to make sure that they find some weapons. And that's the part that's going to be it, – it sounds like the easiest thing to do with all these spread offenses all throughout high schools and guys making plays here and guys making plays there. But it's really hard to find guys who are consistent weapons. But you've got to find some weapons, and that's what they're looking for in this class. Mm. Let me ask you about the actual game. We've talked a lot about players and movement and personnel and coaching and all that. What about yeah. the game with Arkansas? We won't talk to you again before the bowl game, which is one week from today. What do you think about the matchup with Kansas, considering all the movement with Arkansas? Certainly Kansas, it sounds like, has had a little more stability since the end of the regular season. What's your expectation for this game, Michael? I think we're going to see a good football game. I'm, I'm, I'm actually I'm looking forward to it. I think we got a couple quarterbacks that look good. And Kansas, for me, I've, I've been really not just impressed with them, but – I really, I, honestly, and I don't root a lot, but I was rooting for. Them. And when they went on that little snide in the middle of the season, I was like, oh, no, they just kind of backed themselves into what they were. But they were able to fight their way out of it. I think that was pretty admirable. So, and, and look, Arkansas went through their little spell as well. So it's two teams that this is one of those bowl games. And we, we listen, we're going to hear a million things about Florida, right? Getting beat thirty to three, mm-hmm. and how they didn't really want to be there, right. and they lost their quarterback. Yada yada yada. This is one of those bowl games that I think we're going to see two teams. They're going to have some some good fun off the field, but they're going to. This is a game where both teams are going to step in and compete. I really enjoyed watching Florida get beat. Honestly, that would make me <laughs> very happy. Uh, what game are you most looking forward to outside the playoffs? Outside of the playoffs, Oof. I think maybe Texas Tech and Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. I think can be really fun. Yeah. And you know what? What do you think about the Oklahoma Kansas State Alabama game? I'm sorry, what'd you say? I was gonna uh, K State Alabama. Yes, I was gonna say um, Oklahoma and Florida State too. Okay, um, that game is one for me that where you've got a Florida State team that feels like they're ascending. You got mm-hmm. an Oklahoma State, or excuse me, an Oklahoma team that obviously took a step back this year from a team that was in playoff contention previously. A team that was winning ten games a year was winning the Big Twelve, and now all of a sudden they're like, we don't know where we are. We don't have our footing. And it's going to be really interesting to me to see what they do in this football game. Venables gets some time uh, with a team that he's very familiar with. Remember, Venables, he's played Florida. I hadn't even thought about that until just now. He's played Florida State every year for like a decade. <laughs> so he's he's yeah. been there for every one of their coaching changes because he was the defensive coordinator at Clemson. So this is going to be really fun to watch um, how they attack Florida State and they attack Florida State and what they look like, especially if they get a little bit more healthy.
14, 20, 35. So we're not going to have you on again. Uh, you like, will Alabama lay an egg or will they come out and play well and beat at Kansas State? I and Do we know who's sitting out for Alabama yet? No, but I assume their quarterback's playing. No, he's playing. Yeah, yeah they're playing. Yep. So if he's playing, I think we're going to see max effort. I think it's going to be – I think it might end up looking – you guys remember that year that Alabama lost those three games because Mark Ingram was hurt and this guy was hurt and whatever was hurt, and all of a sudden they got healthy and they went into what was it, the Gator Bowl or the Cap One Bowl or something, and they just took Michigan State into the woodshed and beat the wheels off of them. I think that might be what we see. I like that take. Michael, Merry Christmas, buddy. I appreciate you. I'll see you soon, and uh, we'll talk to you again in a couple weeks. Awesome. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah to everyone. You too. Be safe in the holidays. Don't drink and drive. Buddy. You can drink and fly, though, so uh, good luck getting home. Yes, sir. (laughs) Thank you. See you, buddy. Thanks.